Thanks for tuning into the Project Login Podcast. The Project Login Podcast features Mainers working in technology jobs across the state. It's meant to be a career exploration tool and follows an informational interview format. Folks from across Maine are featured, from CIOs to software developers to business analysts and more. Our goals are to expose listeners to various technology jobs at Maine companies by people who do the work and raise awareness of education and training pathways into those careers. And finally, to raise aspirations of the young Mainers to pursue these high-wage, in-demand tech careers. Today's guest on the podcast is Alan Jameson. Hi, Alan. Hi. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. I'm delighted to be here. So tell me, where do you work? So I work as a teaching professor of computer science at the Rue Institute of Northeastern University, which is right on the waterfront in downtown Portland. It's a gorgeous view out on our deck. I know that you've been there. So yes, um, wonderful. We encourage, we encourage all the listeners to make a trip over there. Tell me, what do you do in your role as a teaching professor? So my primary role is to, is as a teacher. So I teach somewhere between two and three courses a semester, usually in this program that we call the Align program at the RU. And this program is designed very specifically to be able to bring folks who don't have a tech background up to speed so that they can be successful in a master's program in data science or computer science. We also have programs in cybersecurity as well, but the primary place that I serve is in the role of teacher of CS in the Align CS program. And how did you get to where you are? I know you're new to Maine, so tell us how you got to your role. Yeah, so I like I've got a long, varied journey, and it actually makes me a really great touchstone for many of our students who also have that kind of journey. I have done a lot of different things for work, but from sort of a professional standpoint, I went through college, I went through through undergrad, I went through grad school. And I landed my first academic job at a small liberal arts college in Maryland, spent 14 years there, became a tenured associate professor of computer science. I was chair of the Department of Mathematics and CS, but I've done a bunch of other things as well. Everything from data entry to slinging soft serve frozen yogurt. I've got quite the background. So you mentioned college. Did you get special certifications or credentials along the way? Yeah, so I don't have any sort of specific professional credentials as part of what I've done over almost two decades now. I did a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science with Philosophy and Math at Tulane University in New Orleans, and I did a PhD in Computer Science at Clemson University in South Carolina. I don't have any certifications, but I have served in a lot of different interesting professional roles like I was an Amazon AWS faculty ambassador. I received an award for undergraduate research mentoring from the National Center for Women and in Information Technology. Just a bunch of these sort of little things that have peppered my career since entering academia. That's awesome. So tell me what a typical day or week looks like for you. So this is, this is a really interesting question because for me, my role is changing at the Rue. Right now, I'm just serving primarily as a faculty member, but soon I will be the director of uh, computing programs at the RU in charge of all of the computer science, data science, cybersecurity, and 
a new certificate program that we're hoping to announce relatively soon, but I can't talk about it quite yet because it's not, it hasn't been approved by the state of Maine. That's the, that's the last hurdle. But my days normally, I'm usually in the classroom several hours a week, but a lot of my time is dedicated to the prep parts of the job. I've spent a lot of time in the last week grading because we just had a major assignment due in my class. The I answer a tremendous amount of emails. I go to a lot of meetings. But the interesting thing about my job is that other than my class schedule, my week can really, really change depending on what's, what's happening. For instance, I was doing a one-off enrollment sort of recruiting thing at Thomas College on Tuesday. And normally that's not baked into my week, but the enrollment folks needed somebody there. And so I went and had a, had a nice jaunt up to, uh, up to Waterville and enjoyed my time up there. And so my weeks can be very different from moment to moment. Is that what you like best? Or what, you know, what, what do you like best about your job? Oh, what I like best about my job is teaching. My favorite parts of my job are my interactions with, with learners. And that's been true my entire career. The, the idea that I, especially in this role in dealing with the Align program, I get to help people start their journeys to become computer scientists or data scientists. And that's really cool because I get to take these folks who don't identify themselves as computer scientists or as data scientists and really help start them on that path so that pretty soon after they leave my classroom, they're ready for that leap, that they're ready to become members of, uh, of the master's program and then members in industry or in academia in computer science and data science. That, that kind of interaction, that level of teaching uh, is the thing that I love the most about my job. The, not set schedule. I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I'm also not going to say that it's a good thing either. So. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like the flexibility and the autonomy of like sort of picking out and participating in what you want to do. What kinds of problems do you deal with in your role? So other than, you know, the, the challenge, I would imagine that many of your, your listeners understand of developing content and then delivering that content in a way that can be effective for learning. That's a, obviously a big problem and, and a nice thing to tackle. My big focus over the last, I don't know, 15 years or so has been in broadening participation across the spectrum in computer science, whether that's talking about gender diversity, identity diversity, cultural diversity, or ethnic identity. I've been working very, very specifically on those kinds of problems, those kinds of big issues. Align really helps. We've seen that the gender diversity there starts to really show up when we have this sort of alternate pathway. But the more we can do to sort of work on those aspects coming from all the way from pre-K forward and making sure that we have sort of equitable opportunities for folks, then the the better off we're going to be as a discipline. Thanks for saying that, because that's where we are both passionate about. And that's how we've partnered and collaborated on things, especially in the, you know, pre-K to 12 sort of space. Like we want to make sure that there's this whole pipeline, right? We call it the long game. They're not going to know about getting involved into any sort of graduate study (laughs) at the Rue Institute if they're never exposed or given opportunities along the way. So, yeah. 
Right. It's a very, it, I understand. It's a very long-term strategy for, for us at The Root. Start talking with preschoolers about, you know, stuff that they may be interested in. They may not be interested in, in 16 years from where they're at. Right. Well, tell me, what types of decisions do you make? And I know you'll make a lot more when you are director, but what kinds of decisions are you making? So right now, very nicely, I don't tend to make a whole lot of decisions, but there are always some decisions about like, what am I doing in my classroom? How do I want to to approach a particular topic? Are there new, cool teaching techniques that I could actually incorporate into my classroom? Can I take something that I saw from another really, really great educator somewhere else in my network and be able to use that in my classroom? Those sort of decisions, those sort of like every week, every day, kind of looking deeply at my classroom and looking deeply at the material that I'm trying to present. Are there things there that I can actually leverage? But then also the fun stuff, like are there events that we want to run? Are there events that I want to participate in? Are there things like, oh, let's let's figure out cool ways of engaging lower elementary school teachers? How do we how do we do that? What kind of decisions can we make in that area to make that sort of event really great? Right. Like it could be things like, oh, yeah, let's go take them on a ferry ride. But it's also like what kind of content are we going to actually serve to those those teachers so that they actually get something really, really meaningful and concrete out of it? What's something that challenges you? And this can be professionally or personally. So for me, I'll go down the professional route. And this is something that I've run into a lot as I've sort of delved into the K-12 space is really trying to get the variety of constituents when we want to ramp up a program in like computational thinking and computational thinking integration how do we get the constituents on board for that? And by constituents, I mean everybody from the teachers to the administrators to all the way up to DOE. How do we get those folks on board and understand what we're trying to do and get the buy-in that we need to be really, really successful in those ways? The material itself is not that much of a challenge to develop. It's really getting all the constituents on board. And I know that you, you and your group really, really work hard on this stuff. But it's it's a huge challenge. And it was a challenge in Maryland where I was before. And they have at least a more centralized approach to, to computer science education than we do here in Maine. Yeah, I often say that it's the stakeholders and the folks that, that really do need to be your champions and to be like that buy-in is crucial because you know, you can't move initiatives or projects along or to do anything in, in the terms of scale unless all the stakeholders are on board and sort of championing it. What advice do you have for a young person looking to get into the computing or IT fields? I thought a lot about this particular question, and I've thought a lot about it over the last several years. And this answer may shock some people who don't know me, considering that I am a faculty member in an academic institution. But I would give the advice to to young people that a degree is not the only option for getting into the field. There are lots and lots of different ways that you can learn the skills, that you can approach it in a very trade skill oriented way, that you don't need to be part of a collegiate classroom, right? You don't need a four-year degree to get into into this field. That has been true for more or less the entire time 
that computer science has existed as a discipline. You can show your talent in a lot of different ways, whether that's through self-learning and then developing some projects yourself. You have to be self-driven in that way. And so for some folks, an actual formal degree program or some other educational programming may be the best choice. But for people who are highly motivated and can do that self-direction, I think you can really do a lot even without that degree. Yeah. And just letting people know, young people know that there's options, right? Try something right. out. It might not be the exact thing you want. It might not be what you always thought it would be. Like, as long as you give it a try, you do some of that exploration or hands-on learning, and then you feel like what you need, you evaluate what you need. Do you need more of that structure of like a course program or do you need something different? I think that's good advice. Right. And the other part of this is just don't get stuck thinking about technology in just one way. The biggest thing that I try to impart on my students is this idea that computer science is a constantly changing discipline, that tech is a constantly changing field. And so getting stuck by learning just one particular technology and getting really, really good at that one piece of software or that one type of architecture is not really going to serve you in any meaningful way. You need a broad education and a broad education that is beyond just talking about tech. It includes things like understanding basic reasoning through philosophy or literature and being able to speak well, being able to present yourself well, be able to write well. These are the things that are really, really meaningful for folks who are in the field. And again, these are all skills that you can develop outside of a formal classroom. What's the culture like at the Rue Institute? Uh, chaos. It is chaos, actually. Uh, well, it is sort of chaos. The Rue Institute is very young. We just turned two. And so to a certain extent, we are going through our terrible twos. We're growing at, a, at just a tremendous rate. And because of that, there's lots of stuff to do. There's lots of things going on. There are lots of decisions being made. And so it is a very much in that sort of startup culture kind of way. It's very, very exciting. It's very adrenaline filled. But despite all of that, the team from the leadership on down are very, very supportive of everyone else that's going on. And this, is, this goes to not only just like supportive from a professional standpoint, but supportive from a personal standpoint as well. My kids frequently are on campus and everybody loves seeing them. And that's, that's a fantastic environment to be in where everybody's sort of integrated, everybody's moving in the same direction and there's lots of stuff to do and there's lots of stuff to dig into. That's the, the excitement that I came to Maine for. I'm not originally from Maine. I am not even originally from, from the Northeast. I am from the deep South and being cold is not a high priority for me. So this sort of experience was the thing that was going to drag me North. Well, we're glad that you're here and you've made it through winter. Uh, the cold wasn't so bad. Uh, tell me if there's some internship or job shadow or co-op or other opportunities for students. Yeah. So we are working on this. Uh, like I mentioned just a moment ago, right? We're very, very young. We're only two. And so like, we're, we're really trying to develop all of these programmings programs sort of on the fly. We've got some things working uh, at the high school level uh, with Casco Bay High School. 
uh, where we're going to have we're going to host a few students during their internship week. We're hoping that we'll be able to expand that in a more broader sense. And we've got this going on both in the academic side of the house, where where all of the degree programs are, and our research side, which is somewhat separate and somewhat distinct, but those sort of experiences, whether it's in data visualization or manufacturing or things of that nature, are going to be really, really cool things once everything's sort of spun up. And we've got this wonderful opportunity here this summer with you and your group to do Girls Who Code. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. And I think working with all of the schools, both middle schools and high schools, is going to be super fun. So two separate weeks for that. Excited because they'll be on campus. They'll get to not only see faculty and have other people involved, like they're going to be able to interact with volunteers and mentors and like projects and tech. And it's going to be so fun. Yeah. And one of the things that I would love to see at some point down the line during the summer, we don't have most, much of our entrepreneurship crew in place, but there's going to be more entrepreneurship programming at the RU year-round, and having some high school students and some middle school students involved in that and being able to shadow in those ways to see sort of startups live, I think is going to be very, very meaningful for students across Maine. Agreed, agreed. Can't wait for that. We're at the last question. What is your favorite place in Maine? My favorite place in Maine is my backyard. So my yard backs right into Scarborough Marsh. So like I could go stand out in my backyard and look out on the marsh and see all the wildlife and see everything going on. Occasionally, a couple of hunters go by. The The idea that I can just bird watch out there is just unbelievable. If I was going to pick a sort of publicly accessible place, because I don't want people suddenly like barging into my backyard. Right. You gave um, the secret spot away. I know, I know. Scarborough Beach State Park is uh, just a couple of miles from my house, and it is a beautiful spot, and I love going down there all year round. Uh, I have a a wonderful 24-hour pass, so I can get in whenever I want to, um, and just go stand on the beach, look out on the ocean, uh, see boats go by. Uh, that's, That's such a thrill for somebody who lived inland Georgia. For most of his life, just being able to see the ocean and be by the ocean is such a thrill. Well, we're glad you're here and we thank you for being on the podcast today. As always, great talking to you. Thank you for having me.